This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, how are we feeling, oh, my friend? Oh, listen to that voice on the radio. Well, oh, man. It's coming back. Oh, Eventually, oh, oh, oh. slowly but surely, it's coming back. And the yes, Yankees yes. doing what they needed to do tonight. The Rangers. Didn't help you. No, the Rangers helping me out a little bit in the old FanDuel account. So oh. it's a good night all the way around, my friend. Oh, little shekels, huh? couple little shekels. shekels. Oh, yeah. Get on those Rangers. Let's go Rangers. <laughs> and, of course, Clay Holmes had it all the way, Gordon. Had it all the way, never a doubt. Never a doubt. This was, okay, If you let me say this because I've been very critical of him, so let me get this off right away. This is what Garrett Cole is supposed to do. This is what an ace does, Gordon, at the start of a series in the postseason. He was very good. He was almost dominant. The home run, listen, it's a solo home run. I get it. It's okay. He struck out eight, nine guys, only gave up a run. This is what you signed up for. This was vintage Garrett Cole. Absolutely. And this is what th- – these are the type of performances when you sign Garrett Cole you think you're getting, right? Game one of a playoff series, he goes out there. And look, his defense didn't exactly help him out. Second play of the game, second hitter of the game. IKF's making an error, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, boy, here we go. And they were base runners on those first couple of innings. Then he gives up the home run to Quan in the third. And then you get the hit by the pitch. Then you get a double, and you're thinking, oh, boy, this, this is the meltdown spot. And to get out of that spot there, leaving the bases loaded, getting the big strikeout, and then from there, you know, Yankees get the run back, get the lead. Crew, you know, I wouldn't say cruise from there. It was, a, it was an anxious game throughout, but Anthony Rizzo with the big two-run home run, Aaron Judge making plays with his legs to get a home run home as well. So good night for the Yankees. And this was really kind of a must-win. Like the advantage mm. of getting the bye – this was the only advantage mm-hmm. because from this point on, the Indian, or excuse me, the Guardians are going to have their pitching lined up. So this was the game that was the advantage for the Yankees and for Garrett Cole. He went out there and got the job done. Gordon, it happened again. What in the name of Aaron Boone is Josh Donaldson doing? That could have been a big play in this game, Gordon. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that type of thing has happened repeatedly throughout the course of the season. And for whatever reason, Aaron Boone has not got either. He has not made that message known or that message has not gone through. But yeah, I mean, look, all the Yankees are happy they got the win tonight. But if they had not gotten the win tonight, that could have been when that play happened. You felt like, oh, boy, that play is going to come back to bite you, Mm -hmm. especially in a close game like this, because it was a two one at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so you're wondering, okay, what's going to happen? No, no, it was 1-1 one, one at the one, time. One, that sorry, would have made right, it 2-1, right. One, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. So you're in the tie. It's even worse. You're in the tie game. And you know what? I mean, you, you could have won. You could have, it should have been 5-1 game for you. Okay, because yeah. that cost you a run because you get a triple on, on the error, a, you know, a runner at third, a single in the, in the two-base error, and the runner at third, you get an RBI in that situation. Well, look, it was not all smooth sailing. As I mentioned, IKF had a little bit of an adventure there in the field a couple of times. Anthony Rizzo really picked him up even in that ninth inning with that scoop yeah. of the throw. So uh, he was a little bit shaky tonight. There were some some anxious moments there throughout the game, but – uh, you know, I think guys picked each other up, and that's mm-hmm. what you were looking for. And, you know, I wanted to mention yes, uh, Harrison Bader with the home run. Oh, yeah. On that double by Ramir- Jose Ramirez, mm-hmm. he made a sensational play to cut that ball off where he did. If he did not cut that ball off where he did, 
scores. It would have been a 2 nothing game, a completely different inning, and who knows how the game goes. So Harrison Bader, who was brought in for his defensive you know, acumen, absolutely made a difference in this game, not just with the home run, but with his glove. Look at that. One for Cashman for one night. Well, he's the only guy healthy. I mean, you know, he's the only guy left. Uh, one for Cashman for one night. Uh, the bullpen was going to be interesting. I was curious to see how Boone was going to play around with it, and I thought how he handled it was very good. I was a little surprised he took Peralta out when he did because Peralta mm-hmm. has been able to get guys out on both sides of the plate. I think he'd only thrown seven or eight pitches at that point, and uh, Clay Holmes came in. Uh, didn't you know? It was not exactly locked down, but uh, look, you're going to have to rely on Clay Holmes. It's going to be a work in progress with this bullpen. It is a jigsaw puzzle. It's not like past years where you have a clear cut bridge. But if Clay Holmes is healthy, it looks like Clay Holmes, at least to start, is going to be the closer. And uh, he was able to get the final two outs of this one. Yep, no question about it. And the reason why I liked it is because I think Boone has learned his lesson, Gordon. And I don't know that he wants uh, Cleveland to see too many of his relievers. You know what I mean? Right. Where you kind of can get a time on them and engage how the pitch breaks and get some familiarity with them. So I think by mixing and matching them the way he did tonight, especially in the first game, it helps him because they don't play tomorrow. Okay, they're off tomorrow, and we don't know if they're playing. They're scheduled to play Thursday, but according to the forecast, they may not play until Friday, which which would be great for the Yankees because it would mean in a five-game series – Cleveland's two other great pitchers would not you wouldn't you only see him once. Yeah, and, and Boone I think handled the bullpen great. I mean by the results you can say that. Uh, yes. I think Terry Francona kind of screwed it up. You know yeah. you got Quantrill with a third time through the order. Yeah, the, the one advantage that you really have in this in this matchup is your outstanding bullpen. Mm-hmm. And he went to his bullpen one batter too late, and uh, that was kind of the difference in the game. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was. Listen, uh, for the first part of that game. You know, Rizzo did not look good. <laughs> he looked kind of helpless. Yeah, he had a couple of rough swings, yeah. <laughs> you know, but for him to make the connection, that's all you need. And listen, that could get him going. You never know. Because uh, obviously, Judge is going to need some help in this postseason, Gordon. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, who else in the lineup is going to step up? It can't just be Judge all the time. And tonight, you got some guys to step up, uh, the first of which, obviously, was Garrett Cole. That's what you mm-hmm. need from your ace. Absolutely. If you're saying that the bullpen is a bit shaky, you need your starters to uh, kind of take the burden off of them, and he did that tonight. Probably could have pitched even deeper into the game, but I get it. You know, he's at 100 pitches. Uh, you don't want to push it too much too soon. You're, gonna, you're hoping to have a long postseason run here, so there's no need to, to push him any further than that uh, and allow him to kind of walk off and, and get a good, you know, a good ovation, feeling good about himself, and turn mm-hmm. things over to the bullpen. But, uh, yeah, guys picked, picked each other up tonight. It was a couple of guys – that maybe you weren't expecting Harrison Bader doing the job. Um, you know, some other guys doing it as well. So, and, and some guys out of the bullpen. Yeah. So it was a nice Yankee win. So you sit on it as one, you know, you got one, you sit back, you take the day off, relax and get ready for game two on Thursday, weather permitting. And then quickly, uh, Gordon, as you mentioned, uh, now that you've got some extra shekels in your pocket, yeah. Rangers off to a ni- nice start at home against Tampa. Of course, it doesn't. there's no revenge involved, okay, because that was last year's postseason. It's not like you, you beat them in the postseason with this game tonight. But it's, gr- it's a great start. And remember, there's a lot expected from this Rangers team. Okay, we hoped, we saw, ooh, we saw some things last season. Wow, look how they got, look how they got. They went all the way to the conference finals. This is fabulous. 
Gordon, uh, they can't be like their na- their their roommates, the Knicks. No. And this year, they've got to take the, the, the least is they have to get back to the finals, the, the the conference finals. That's the least they that's the least they have to do. That that's how it works, unfortunately, right? I mean, yeah. when you set a level of success, you don't get it to go next year. Well, you know what? We had a good year a year ago. That's not that that that, that might work in Cleveland. That might work in smaller <laughs> markets. That does not work. When you're talking about a, a, a you know a premier franchise like the Rangers, so my guy Mika Zibanejad a couple of goals tonight, Shesterkin doing the job, mm-hmm. and the Blue Shirts get a nice W. Two they points do. to start the season, huh? Nice, that's the way to do it, and take take advantage of the home ice. Exactly, that's what you do. That's what you do. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also via Twitter at hardest the ESPN that ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. Gordon, I had a great day today. Oh, did you? Had a great had a great day today. Uh, yeah. Watched my grandson, who was on the junior junior high school football team. There's a junior uh-huh. high school football. What team. position? He plays a corner. Uh huh. And he's also a running back. Wow! Little sauce and Saquon. Yeah, and he had a he had a tip that was he almost had an interception. Uh huh. He needs to work on his hands. I have to bring him over this. Well, weekend. that's why he's a defensive back, right? <laughs> yeah. Got to work on his hands. You no, know, but they make money too. Be, the more interceptions <laughs> you get, hold on to the football. And um, then on the offense, he had a nice little run. I was there impressed. you go. It's nice and impressed. So that was good. And of course, last night while you did the yeoman's job doing the show, thank you very much. Uh, I had to take the missus out. We had a nice, lovely dinner for her birthday. That's and fantastic. So, Happy you know, birthday, did you, Ned? Yep. So this was this was a. This was a. This now, was, did you have to put on the happy face during dinner? Did you have to fake the happy face? No, I did after not. what happened on Sunday. No, I did not because okay. because I got it all out Sunday night because I knew <laughs> Monday was her birthday, and that wouldn't be fair to her. Yeah. Well, Gordon, look, we always have Gordon. the best of intentions. Gordon. Larry, there's a lot to unpack there, my friend. <laughs> Gordon. The best part about Sunday was seeing you and Jack. Yeah, it was and all downhill, and, and it was the best part of our day too, because it was all downhill from there. <laughs> you know, it was great. Jack, Gordon, I hate to tell you, Jack's going to dwarf you. Oh yeah, he's going way past the big dog. He, I've been the big oh, dog in the family for a long time, but yeah. no, he's going to go way past me. He, yeah, very intelligent, nice young man. Nice oh, young man. Well, you, you, he, you fool, he fooled you up. for a day. That's good. That's well, nice you know, listen, you know? that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, for he knows first well impressions. Behaved, are, you know, yeah, it's all them ahead of time. You know, be careful. You know, let's behave ourselves here. Let's not, you know, start sticking chicken fingers in our face, you know, two at a time. <laughs> they were almost to weep for, but not they like are, the garden. They were very they were good. Almost very to solid. Weep for. They were almost yeah, to weep was, for. There was plenty of weeping in the Damer household, but it was not over the chicken wings. Yeah, that, that was kind of crazy. That, that, that just turned. That, that, turned that, that fourth quarter just turned. It's, it's crazy what happened, and it, just, it blew apart. It was just it was the just wheels amazing. fell off and then the Met wheels fell off and they fell off hard. And, you know, I saw some I saw somebody on Twitter said they had a picture of Timmy Trumpet. <laughs> yeah, you knew and that said, was popping up. That yeah, was only and, a matter of time before that came back. And he said, here's what here's who Met fans are blaming for this <laughs> loss. And I'm like, no, not me. They were outpitched. They were out hit. Gordon, they were outclassed in that series. And that and, and that's that's tough to say. That's yeah. tough to say. That that's a tough pill to swallow, Gordon. It just it, is. It, it's always tough to go out any time in the playoffs. But what I think might make it somewhat easier is that there's no question that in this series you lost to the better team. The Padres were the better team in mm-hmm. that series. Yeah, yeah. 
And we were supposed to have the better pitching staff. How did that work out? Yeah, it didn't work out. It did not work out. And, you know, Showalter came on a lot of criticism for going out and talking about Musgrave and, you know, the ears. Right. And all this. It was, it was, it was. Thank God it's over. That's all I got to say. I don't know. Yeah, well, look, we always talk, we, you, you and I always talk about this. When the season ends, it's the pain of the season ending, but it's the yep. work of putting it all back together. That's right. The Mets have more work to do, they do because of the amount of free agents. And, and just really how they crafted their team was the two big guys atop the rotation. Mm-hmm. And I think what you saw is you cannot rely on those at their age and their injury history. I don't think you can rely on those two guys again. Right. You have to figure out a different way of going about it. And with the amount of free agents they have and the amount of money they'll have to spend, they will have that ability to do. But now it's about what's the next plan. Yeah, and they may have to reevaluate who's number three. Yeah. Oh, if you don't see that guy again, <laughs> it would not be too soon. 1-800-919-3776. More calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Within this hour, of course, we'll take your phone calls. We have an abbreviated fantasy football segment for you because of, you know, the extra the, the Rangers and everything going on. So we'll give you a quick, uh, for you guys who are working on your fantasy football picks and stuff, uh, we'll have something for you there. Yes, sir. I heard you breathing, Gordon. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I thought you had something to say. No, not yet. Okay. I, I, we're not doing the fantasy segment here, no, are we? Not, no, no, okay. no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. We'll do it probably, we'll do it maybe the next segment. We'll do it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, we'll do it in the next segment. And uh, this way, I wanted to give folks a heads up so they can have a chance to get their questions ready. Absolutely. And, you know, be ready to go. And, uh, of course, we'll, 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 we hope to have a playoff edition of Ooh, Answers with Aaron. Yes. A playoff I got to pick up my game because my game has been a little hurting well, here post- lately. Well, it's okay. It's postseason now. You will yeah. always step this it is, up. I have no question This about is it. the real season. This is, the, this, is, this is what it's all about, man. This friend. is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. Like the Dodgers leading San Diego 5 nothing. Boom. Just like that. Boom. Glad they brought Clevenger back in from the IL for that, huh? <laughs> right on time. Right on time. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, the Dodgers are just like, I tell you, they look. Psh. Well, you know, it was weird because today the Braves get off to a slow start. They're a team that had the bye. Mm -hmm. Then obviously the Astros get off to what it looked like was a disastrous start at the beginning. They come back, but they had the bye. They looked a little sleepy. So going into this Yankee game tonight, you were a little concerned. You know, what if the Yankees get off to a little bit of a slow start? Is things going to implode? So uh, it's good to see that. I mean, this was a very important win. I know it's only one game, but uh, this is the advantage of the series uh, of getting the bye. You know, Mm -hmm. getting this first game at home. With your ace pitcher on the mound, this one you have to get, and uh, fortunately they got it. Yeah, and and listen, that's a, this is what you're supposed to do with your ace. Yeah, you're supposed to win the game at home, find a way to get it done, and you did. So now you put you put a quick a little bit of pressure back on them. First team to win three, so you've already got one in the bank. So now if you what you want to do now is you want to win the next one, Gordon. So when you you know when you have to travel away, you want to whatever, be yeah whatever shape. that game is. Whenever that really, game is. You, you really got to love Major League Baseball. They put a day in between games one and two, mm-hmm. but between games four and five, there's no, there's no rest day. Of course not. There's no Why travel would day. Why would no, they? of course not. No, travel. We gave you a day off. What do you want? Good stuff. <laughs> what do you want? We gave you a day. You should be happy about that. Gordon, I got to tell you something. Um, and I know you touched on it last night. 
I I thought the Giants would give Green Bay a game, but I thought Green Bay would pull away in the fourth quarter, and it turns out it's the Giants that make the difference. And very quietly, Gordon, this Giants team is making some – this Giants team is going to make the front office scratch their head to figure out what the game plan is going to be now because they're playing better than what the game plan was. <laughs> well, I would, my point, and I think I said this to you on Sunday, and then I kind of expounded upon it last night, I mean, it really does kind of show you how bad of a head coach Joe Judge was. Oh, I mean, Brian Dable is a huge upgrade, but part of that upgrade is that he's really, really good, but the last guy was atrocious. Yeah. I mean, and thank God he was atrocious because I don't think the Giants really wanted to fire Joe Judge. No. But the way last season ended, they had no choice. They had to get rid of him. So um, thank God they did. Uh, this is the best thing they've done in a very long time is to bring in Brian Dable. He's been sensational. He's got buy-in from the players, and when you get results, it's easier to get that buy-in. So, and he has certainly gotten results. To think that the Giants are sitting here at four and one <laughs> after beating the Packers and the Titans, two one seeds from last year. I know it's last year; it's a different year, and all that type of stuff. Uh, very impressive, very impressive. So, uh, yeah, it, it says a lot about Brian Dable, and it says a lot about Joe Judge to me. It does. And listen, let's be fair. Joe Judge fired himself, Gordon, with that, the, a couple of those press conferences at the end. Oh, my. I mean, they, they didn't fire the, him. The Giants he fired had no himself. choice. Yeah, they had, they no, had choice. no choice. He put them in the I position mean, where they had no choice. Yeah, and, and people always say, you know, with new coaches, you got to be patient. You got to be patient. Yeah, but you got to see some results, too. There's not, there's not that much patience. You don't get that much patience in football. You don't get that much patience in sports. There has to be some evidence for the patience, and he was uh -huh. not giving you any, and, and thank God he didn't. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. you know, if he had stuck around, I, I think it's, it's pretty clear the Giants would not be 4-1. They'd more likely be 1-4. Dan Graziano and Keyshawn Johnson were on KJM this morning. You probably heard them this morning, Gordon. Bright and early. And, yeah, and uh, obviously there's, you know, early talk of the year about Brian Dayball maybe being a Coach of the Year candidate because of the fact of what he's done with what he's been working with. So the question to them, their discussion was, Brian Dayball, Coach of the Year, is that an overreaction? Here's what they think. It's not an overreaction. I don't even know if it's close right now. Like, you're talking about a team playing without its top four wide receivers with a quarterback on a bum ankle. Their best defensive lineman hasn't played in three weeks. They're four and one. They go to London and beat the Packers. I don't know how you can find a coach right now that's doing more with less than what Dayball's no, doing. It, it, unless the Eagles can go undefeated, it's yeah. not an overreaction. Uh, All he has to do is win four more games and it's his. If he can get eight games <laughs> out of the Giants, you know, it's his trophy. Keyshawn's right, Gordon. <laughs> he gets eight games. Oh, I mean, <laughs> come on. You know, and the GM gets 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 executive of the year. <laughs> well, I mean, the GM didn't really do anything. I mean, and it's not his fault. He couldn't really do it. You know, mm -hmm. they had the draft, but the situation that he found himself in, they couldn't really do anything. That's what makes what Brian Dable's doing so impressive. It's yeah. one thing to take over a bad team and, you know, you go out and you make some splashy moves in the offseason. Giants weren't able to do anything. You no. could actually make the argument that Dable is doing more with less because of some of the – now, he does have a healthy Saquon, and that's a big difference because Sa this was not the same Saquon as last year or the oh, last no. couple of years. Mm -mm. But, uh, you know, you take – I always like when I see a coaching change that you watch the highlights of when the new coach comes in and you can tell it's different. You don't even have to look at the play. You just look at the way the plays are run and the creativity, and it looks It looks completely different with the Giants. There's motion now. There's creativity now. That was not there before. So, yeah, a huge kudos to, to Brian Dayball. So, Brian, 
Uh, what do you think of this Coach of the Year talk that's going around? Yeah, I'd say it's all about the players. Uh, give those guys credit. They're the ones that come in every day, uh, work extremely hard, do everything they can do during practice in the film room. And I'd say the coaches uh, do an excellent job. The trainers, it's a team. Everything is a team effort here. Um, you know, we've only played five games, so this is a very humbling league. It can, it can get you quick. So focus on the next game, uh, the things, again, we can do better, which there's certainly plenty of them. Um, you know, we'll continue to work and, and try to improve in those areas. Uh, but it's, you know, it's all about our team and, and trying to get better each day. Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the philosophy that has worked for them so far, Gordon. So he's not going to change it. And, of course, he's not going to address the Coach of the Year stuff because, you know, listen. No, that's, that doesn't go anywhere good. No, no. Of course not. Just keep playing, man. Just keep doing yeah. what you're doing. I mean, I look at the way he came off the field on Sunday in mm-hmm. London. I mean, he was feeling it. I mean, I think, I think maybe in some ways it might even be a little bit of a surprise to him. Yeah, it's true. Hey, they're not as bad as they looked last year. There's more talent here than we thought. Absolutely. And, and that's what he's doing. He's coaching. Right, yeah, he's he ta- he's taking the pieces that he has, and he's not fitting them into his system. He's fitting his system and taking those players' talents and making them work. It's amazing because they still don't have Galladay. They still don't have right. Kadarius no. Tony. No, I mean Shepard's out and done done for the year. Yep. I mean, look at what they look at what they're doing. They don't even have a number one receiver. No, no, and and, and I mean last year with Judge. You know, I think the cop-out was a lot. Well, what's he supposed to do? You know, mm-hmm. this team yeah. is not that talented. Gettleman's a bad GM. They haven't done well in the draft. Yeah. And you see, there, there's some, you know, the talent level, even with bad teams to mediocre teams, is not that wide of a range. It's a mm-hmm. coaching league, and there's probably no better evidence of that right now than Brian Dable. And very quietly, Wink Martindale has done a phenomenal oh, job with this defense. I mean, that's a huge part of it, too. Like, oh. You bring in a staff of people that have actual credibility and do a good job, and Wink Martindale's been in the league for a very long time, and, and you've heard his name for with Baltimore for forever. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, what he's done with that defense is, is astounding as well. And Baltimore missed him. <laughs> they missed yeah, him oof, Yeah, right? They, they played better last week, but they miss him. They miss him. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. go to the phones here was a guy gordon there this gentleman that we're about to bring on the air hmm. uh was asked about a couple of times by some by some fans and, and listeners on sunday oh yeah very he popular. is buddha from the bronx buddha you're next on 9870 you know son guys i really wish i could have got out there man. i had to work i was so pissed off i totally needed that when i called them on that sunday morning man i saw those pictures you guys look like you had a good time out there man for real well, those yeah, pictures were taken before the game started, Buddha. Yeah, so some of us uh, did have a good time at that point. <laughs> I'm sure you had a good time after those pictures were taken, too. No. You know? No, it all went downhill. Well, I mean, uh, you got to speak for yourself on that one. Yeah, I'm speaking <laughs> yeah. for <so. laughs> That's exactly who we're speaking for. <laughs> Listen, you know, and, and right now, even tonight, you know, if it's possible with my melanin, you know, your boy is Kickle Pink because, um, you know, I'll start with the Yankees first before I'll go to the Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we all had our uh, bookum.com reservations about Garrett Cole. And, uh, you know, especially in that second inning when he was on that 39th pitch, I'm like, oh, my God, this doesn't look good. You know, IKF is spitting the bit. But the guys pulled it together, man. And, um, you know, listen. I wanted him to go seven. He went six and one batter. 
That's fine. But, you know, the whole point is they just had to start off with a win, whichever way they got it. You know, and I was glad to see that they only gave up one run. You know, it's very important, man, you know. Very important, especially with Seattle punk behind. They can't do what they – I mean, come on. What was that? What the yeah, hell that was, was that? That's a bad job. I mean, come yeah. on, man. That, that, was, that was almost as bad as the um, other game with the Braves. Yeah. It's I mean, unbelievable, man. Don't believe them. You wear our Verlander who's been unhittable. And then you come back and you end up giving the game away. They may lose the series based on this one game. Oh, I mean, if they come back and win game two after that, that will be the great. I mean, they should win Sportsman of the Year for winning that. I mean, to take that gut punch that they took today uh, and that home run, which I think might have just landed now. I mean, that was a <laughs> yeah. that was a missile. Yes, it was. Yeah, so. Uh, it's going to yeah, take Ben Housen to get rid of them damn Astros. I'll tell you that yeah, much. Well, look. You but, know, um, we'll see. Yeah, let's. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're confident. But <laughs> listen, now you were talking about coaching, and obviously, you know, Dable, East Coach rings around most coaches, especially the coach here in New York City. That's the other coach. But I have to admit, I have to admit, you know, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Robert Sala and these Jets now. I mean. You know, there's a famous album, D.O.C., one of my favorite albums of all time, and the title track is called The Formula. And and we spoke about this a hundred times, and what we saw on Sunday was exactly what the formula is to win Northeastern football. You run the football. You play good defense. I mean, I heard Anita, she was trying to make fun of some fans, too, talking about how the Jets beat the third-string quarterback. You know how you get your third-string quarterback in there? When you knock the second-string quarterback out of the game. That's how you get your third-string quarterback in there. And, you know, not only – listen, uh, angry Quinton Williams is a dangerous Quinton Williams. Maybe that blow-up and maybe those guys, like, getting some things off of their chest. You know, sometimes coaches need to listen to players. And I appreciated that what Salah has said that. You know, that we need to listen to these guys. You know, when they were talking about what Reed and these guys were talking about it. But I tell you, man, the most beautiful thing I saw in the world, and, and you know, and I'll warm up to Zach Wilson. I really will if he can continue with this, is that the West Coast offense, if you look at the history of the West Coast offense, I don't care who ran it. If it was Joe Montana, if it was Donovan McNabb, if it was Tom Brady, any of those derivatives of that offense, the idea of that offense is not for the quarterback to go down the field most of the time. It's one, two, maybe three times during a game you get one of those throws, but you put the ball in the hands of the playmakers. A young Mr. Brees Hall is identifying himself not only as a playmaker, but as the lead back for this team. And, you know, if he could get that connection with Garrett Wilson the same way Flacco did, which was obviously because he was forced into him. But, you know, if he can get that connection with Garrett Wilson, you know, he looks for Elijah more and more. He's more comfortable with him more than he is with Garrett Wilson right now. Mm -hmm. But if he can get that connection with Garrett Wilson, and the best thing he did in that game, really to me, because he got a lot of yards off that one play to Brees Hall. But you know what he didn't do? He didn't turn the ball over. And the feet are slowing down. If the eyes can start to see the full field, we might have something here, man. And, I, you know, I'm ecstatic, man. Like Mike, like Mike Tyson said, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> you know what I mean, kid? <laughs> All right, Booth, thanks for the phone call. <laughs>
cracking himself up. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I, I think the thing with Wilson that you saw this week was, and you've seen it so far, especially this week. Mm-hmm. Last year, he made his plays, you know, on broken plays, running mm-hmm. outside the pocket, making some crazy throw. It's been just the opposite this year. He's been doing, he's been playing that boring style like they've been trying to get him to do last year. And he's just the on schedule throws he's making. And you look at the Steeler game, when he kind of got outside the pocket and started running around, that's when things got a little haywire. He didn't have to do that on Sunday. So it's not for him right now, it should not be about him trying to win the game. It's about him not losing the game for you. They have a lot of talent on this offense now. He's finding those guys. You know me, I love Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. He was a star on Sunday. And I think it's clearly his backfield now. Uh, and uh, he's got some weapons. So it, it does not... This is not this does not have to be the Zach Wilson show, and it was not the Zach Wilson show on Sunday. But he still, Gordon, goes backwards. Well, to get look, I mean, he, he's you know, progress is not a straight line. You know, you know I mean, he's you're gonna learn. Yeah, he's I mean, learn. he's got to learn that. That's yeah. true. But I mean, I well, think otherwise he was very good. Yeah, he was I, very good. if you when he came into this season, you were worrying. You know, is he going to be more like the guy who started last year or, or ended? I think he's far more the guy that ended last year. I think that and much better is than the guy that ended last year. Yeah, a couple of games. Yeah, he's absolutely. Better. Now we'll see what happens this week because he's going to face a Green Bay defense that's going to be in a very bad mood. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, they they might be in a little trouble. You they know, might they, be. They might be in a little trouble. They might be. This is this. I haven't seen this. You know, this is not. Aaron Rodgers is not saying relax. He's no. He's, he's he's a little concerned. There's no question about it. There's none. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll continue the conversation with you on ninety eight seven ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Weird base running play. Um, Rosario did a really good job at going home and then breaking back. Uh, so he, he, it's, it's this team has. Um, we care about each other. So I think when that happened, Garrett, that was his time to pick us up, and uh, you just saw him kind of bear down even more um, and get us out of that inning. And that, that was big for us. And, uh, it's hopefully going to be the theme throughout October. So let's just get each other up. It's home runs. He also, Gordon, helps out and backs up his teammate. <laughs> he is Anthony Rizzo talking about the Josh Donaldson misplay when Donaldson thought it was a home run. That's how we begin this edition of heading out to the ballpark with the locals on ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN that features the playoff edition of Answers with Aaron starring Gordon Damer. We'll do that in a second. First, let's hear from the Yankee manager. He talks about Garrett Cole settling down after the solo home run that gave Cleveland a one nothing lead. I thought Garrett was really good. I, th- I thought his breaking ball was really good. Um, I thought he was unpredictable. I thought he I thought he did a good job of mixing pitches. The one big time jam that he got in, you know, he's able to make some huge pitches to get out of the inning. Um, thought we we're you know gave him a couple free bases there in the first couple innings, but really got really good defensively as the game wore on and made some really good plays behind him. But I thought Garrett was I thought he did a really good job of of, you know, kind of owning the moment, um, 
being unpredictable and, and I thought his breaking ball was was really really on point tonight but and then the few times you know he was backed into a corner he made some pitches the line on Cole six in the third four hits one run earned on the home run eight strikeouts 101 pitches Gordon 63 for strikes a nice tidy 1.42 ERA yeah, well, I mean, look, everybody's remembering last year in the wild card game, and he was terrible, and, you know, what happened happened. But overall, in the playoffs, he's not been a he's not been a guy who has gone out there and let you down time and time again. He's generally been very good. So tonight was the type of performance you were looking for. It's exactly what you needed, and it's exactly what you got. And for me, the impressive thing was after the Yankees tied the game at one on the Bader solo home run, he had – a nice, tidy eight-pitch mm-hmm. fourth inning. Yeah. Here's Aaron Boone on that fourth inning from Cole. Yeah, no question. I mean, what was he at, 60 through three? Um, yeah, I mean, you got to at some point, if you're going to get deeper into the game, uh, you know, early on it looked like, man, let's let's hope we can get through five. And, and to pitch into the sixth, seventh inning there was huge. And, and that fourth inning went a long way in helping that out. There's no doubt about that. And, of course, with the bullpen, Gordon, you – you need, you're going to need your starters to give you a little length in the series. Absolutely. I mean, that's you, you're kind of hoping that that's one of the advantages the Yankees have, right? Cole getting you off on the right start. Nestor as good as he's been. Severino as strong as he finished the uh, regular season. So uh, sometimes in the postseason's past, it's been the question has been the rotation, not the bullpen. It's about trying to get to the bullpen. This year, it's really just kind of the opposite. And now, Gordon, it's time for a playoff edition of... Answers with Aaron. Here's the question for Aaron Boone. Mm. Are we going to see more shuffled bullpens in this postseason? Are we going to see more shuffled bullpens in the postseason? Huh, we're going to see more shuffled bullpens. Um, I, I guess he's going to say something, you know, I mean, he's kind of been on record as saying they're going to play it by ear. It's not like years past where they have a set a set thing. They're, they're going to find lanes for guys. They love to find those lanes. Uh, so they're going to find lanes for guys, but that the guys that they went to tonight answered the call. They probably mention each guy by name, uh, but uh, yeah, he's probably going to be playing it by ear because that's the type of bullpen the Yankees have. Are we going to see more shuffle bullpens in this postseason, Aaron Boone? Yeah, I mean, it's all hands on deck, and everyone's going to have to play an important role on a given night. You know, low coming in and getting getting a big double play, getting us out of an inning there, out of a jam. You know, obviously, Wandy coming in and and being real efficient, going through that lefty lane, and then and then Clay, um, really good to get him back out there. I thought he threw the ball really well. You know, hits the first guy, just to check on my heart, and uh, and then I thought he threw the ball really well to to finish off a, a really well pitched night. Look at Aaron Boone, little that, humor. That was a Garrett Cole type performance for me right there. Oh, I, got, I nailed that one. Come on, that's outstanding. I mean, you're, you're, you're in postseason form. That's what we expect. That's what we expect from you. That was perfect. You even, you even had a low. Up, right? That's not about what you've done. It's what you're going to do. So it's true. Keep rolling. I mean, you said he was going to give you – you said he was going to name Individual all three. Individual names, he did. right? Yep, that's the Boone way. You said he was going to do a, a nickname. He did low for Luizaga. He doesn't have anything for Wendy yet. <laughs> Wandy Perot. doesn't have anything right. for Wandy. And uh, Clay Holmes, listen. And he even gave you a little joke. You know, I have he my heart when you hit him. There, yeah, right? look at that. Nice job. All smiles him. all around tonight. That's it. Uh, interesting the way he mixed and matched, too, Gordon. We kind of touched on it early, but look at this. 
two-thirds of an inning for Loisega, an inning and a third from Peralta, and two-thirds of an inning from Holmes. And once again, you don't get a really – well, Peralta probably a one in, an inning and a third. But you don't really get a shot at really trying to see what – that you can sit back and lay down and figure out what these guys are going to throw because he's moving them around a little bit. I, I think that's good. Now, if he can get a similar performance by Nasty Nestor on Thursday or Friday, whenever game two is going to be, scheduled for Thursday, but the weather's a concern, uh, as long as he can go deep in the bullpen, it helps him out tremendously. It just does. Yeah. Well, they're going to need some length from their starters in this series. You know, the, the bullpen this year is as unsettled as it's been, really, during this Yankee run. I mean, yeah. you know, you go back to the, 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 the late 90s teams, you know, Wetland and Rivera, and I mean, yeah. they always had guys out of the bullpen. That's one of the strengths that the Yankees have been able to have. But they've just lost so many guys a- along the way, even deep into the season, losing Efros to Tommy John yeah. surgery, losing okay. Marinaccio the way they did. So oh. uh, it's uh, they're going to need to uh, they're going to need some guys to step up down there. They really are. They really are. That's our trip to the ballpark playoff edition on ESPN New York tonight. This is ESPN New York tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.